This is Pop and Crap, episode 170. Welcome to Pop and Cop, episode 170. I am Paul French, and well, you know, I'm just glad that, uh, you know, September has come along, and uh, it is the craziest time, because everybody's like, oh, we've got stuff we want to do and in, in before the end of the year, and, you know, September's really the only play, the only time that we can count on the weather, so we have to do it all now. So everything is is every weekend, and they are layered ten high, and um, and so I am still going to survive it. Yes, <laughs> I'm Scott, and I'm sick. <laughs> uh, boo! I've, I've I've got the cooties. Uh, uh, it is not the vid. Uh, they, we we continue to test negative. Yeah, uh, around this house for the the big bad. Um, but, uh, cold sinus, scratchy throat, no fever though. Upset so. stomach diarrhea. <laughs> exactly. Just doing the Pepto-Bismol dance. Exactly. No, just, a, just a weird cold type thing. I don't know how else to mm. explain it, but I wonder it's if it's got some staying power. So I wonder if it's a cold. It feels like it might be like a good old classic cold. Yeah. Um, I didn't know they made those anymore, but uh, I'm into retro, so. (laughs) There you you go. There you go. Oh, you know, I paused for a moment uh, for this Graham moment. Um, Yeah, that's uh, that sucks because, you know, this is, you know, in the 11 seasons of Canada, uh, we are about to hit second summer. And um, (laughs) for for a day or two. And um yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be nice for you to be able to participate in it without being sick because a summer cold sucks and a summer cold in in second summer when it's only like a day or two long is is doubly suck. Yeah. I'm not loving it. Not no. digging it. And no. uh you know the kid caught it first. Yeah, they So he's uh Yeah, he's uh that's that's it's really great that he's caught that. Uh he Blew a snot bubble today, the size of his fist. Nice, <laughs> well done. Not, I did not expect that as part of my day. That's outstanding. But, uh, I looked over and it looked like he was going to float away. <laughs> 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 I apologize for that colorful imagery. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, you know and what? It all brings me to the question: Is whether you being sick and all? What have you been watching? Oh well. Uh, let's see. Uh, most recently I watched, well, I watched the Emmys and I did so, so you didn't have to, my friend. Uh, I know (laughs) you love that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's television's greatest night. There is, there is something to be said about it. I mean, there is some grandeur and there is, uh, there is some, some excitement and, you know, it's, Uh, yeah yeah say what you will but um there is inevitably 
when you do one of these things, there is a, a, always somebody has, there's, there's always some great moments. Uh, there, there is somebody who wins that's been, you know, long overdue and, um, you know, in this case, it was a uh, best supporting actress for, uh, 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 the woman from, uh, um, the, uh, Lee Ralph. Yeah. Thank you. From, uh, you got to talk me through this. I'm the one that doesn't know which is <laughs> up right now from, uh, uh, elementary, the Abbott thing. elementary. So, yeah. Thank you. I'm stuck on Oxford elementary. I'm like, that ain't fucking it. Uh, Abbott elementary. Um, you know, it's, she got up and she did an amazing speech. Uh, and it was really great. And then there was this weird moment with Jimmy Kimmel where, uh, the show creator one that, uh, everybody thought maybe the joke went a little too far and there, there's just, there's stuff that happens. And anytime that I miss it, I always find that I end up having to go back to try to find it again because I'm angry that I missed it. Mm. And it was, uh, um, it's, I mean, I know it's the full prom night treatment where everybody pretends that their shit don't stink and everything's <laughs> super perfect, but I still buy into it. You know, I, I still, yeah. I still dig it. I still like it. So, um, I was glad that we got to, uh, to check it out. And, uh, um, yeah, it, good. It was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Excellent. Um, While you were talking about that, I laid down on the floor. <laughs> just. It's apparently just, uh, what not, we do. It's apparently why? what we do now. We lie down on the floor. That's what we do. Oh, okay. If it's Got good it. enough Sorry. for Kimmel, good enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, no wonder I felt like people weren't paying attention to what I said. <laughs> oh, I was still listening. I still had my headphones on. I just laid down on the floor. No, but I felt like people were distracted by you and you took away from my moment. And that, oh, uh, really, oh, oh, yeah. oh, good. Oh, good. We are going. <laughs> the manufactured drama. Sorry, I forgot about that part. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. I mean, there were some great bits. The, the Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, what's her face from uh, Gomez. Only Murders in the Building? Yeah. Gomez. Steve Gomez. Yeah. Um, yeah, the the three of them they presented fantastically together. It was a it was a wonderful um, presentation, and and so they did a very good know, job of <laughs> of being <you> know? funny. <laughs> well, they can't yeah. help but be. They can't help but be. Yeah, anyway. yeah, right. Yeah, I suppose walking well, I, in the walking in the door, they were funny. I mean, that's, well, I uh, I enjoy the three of them together because yeah. it it's. It's like she's hanging out with her two uncles who are oh, really definitely. funny and at the top of their game and are going to make sure that she is better as a result. Like it, watching them just, you know, um, not carry, but, yeah. you know, make sure that, that their, their co-star shines is so nice to see them uh -huh. do. I, I, I enjoy that part of it. So, um, yeah, well, I think, you know, and, and she's proven, she has proven she has the chops herself uh, on the show yep. for sure. Yep. And, uh, and in fact, like, I think that that chemistry just gets better and better with, uh, with, with every episode. And I am, uh, and I'm bummed that we got all caught up because now we have to wait with the rest of you. 
See, and I haven't watched a single episode yet, so I need to uh, Peter Patter get at her, as it were. Oh Sarah watched God. the first one and then said, well, I I need to stop because clearly we're going to need to watch this together. Yeah. Which I appreciated. And it's great because they're, they're 10 episode seasons. And uh, yeah. and so it's a it's a breezy watch. And and I got to say, a lot happens in those 10 episodes like i think more happens in their 10 episodes than happens in most shows 22 it's great it's amazing like it it is really really spectacular just how much they get done in an episode well i'm not to start a new drinking game but it's on the list we just uh it's coming nice we're not quite there yet so yeah, no, that's uh, it, it, you might actually be better, you know, as they sort of start to breeze into um, season three, like, you know, get, you know, sort of time it up so that you can do uh, one and two. Do it as then, a lead in and then. Yeah, yeah. So usually say. a summer release for the show or. Uh, yeah, yeah. Generally speaking yeah. now, it because it, uh, um, we get it. We don't get it on. I think it's a Hulu thing. Um so we actually get it on um uh on Disney Plus and it's usually it starts a couple of weeks late. Um but they end up kind of catching up by the time you get to the uh you, by the time you get to the finale. So uh oh, nice. It's kind of weird. But um Well now speaking of Disney Plus, uh Stars I have discovered is carrying uh terriers. Don't know yes. if we've discussed this or not. It is on there, but, yeah. Uh, but, uh, sir, you finally have an opportunity and a window and a means to see. Oh, what I, I've, I, one I of have watched some of yeah. series. Yeah. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize that it occurred. Yeah, no, I um, we must. Uh, I think uh, think perhaps it didn't land uh, in a week that we were recording. So, that uh, could be. but yeah, but, are you but, enjoying it? Oh, love it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's right. My, it's exactly my kind of show. And, uh, and, and I mean, the, it always felt that way. And the cast is, is just ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> yes. Yes. right. You know? Yeah. So, um, I realize that, that we've actually turned your, what am I watching into, uh, things that I've watched. So, <laughs> well, no, I'm glad to know that you are watching. I, 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 you know, I just realized I really like, wanted you to get You know, that. you talked about the Emmys that led to me watching uh, Only Murders, um, but that's because it's your own fault that you haven't read it, that you haven't watched it yet. Uh, but that uh, is on me, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, that. yeah. But, but, but it's, yeah. So, so please, please continue with what you're watching. <laughs> with my next one. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, let's, I, I've started Quantum Leap. I have not done the whole thing yet. I know that you've watched the whole thing, so yeah. <laughs> please do tell. Oh, well, we've, we've, it's, we've, I, I know you liked the first 15 minutes. I, I liked the whole thing. Um, it's oh. funny, every, um, the, the, the reviews have not been great, but that they is have because, not been kind. But that's because yeah. most of the reviews complain about, oh, they spend time in the, in the lab, like in the quantum leap lab. Oh, who <laughs> wanted that? And I'm like, um, me like that, you know, that as we talked about in our quantum leap show, the thing was, um, when they did the evil leaper stuff, I'm like, finally some mythology and, uh, and, and you know, some mythology and some continuity to this show at last. 
and uh, and so that those those episodes were always my favorite. And yeah. um, anytime that you actually got to see the program, yeah, it made it feel more real. Exactly. Uh, and and uh, and so but so every review I've read or heard complains about that aspect of it. And like I can't like nobody wants to see that. And it's like, well, God, it, so there's sometimes <laughs> that it's all I want to see. Only everybody who watched the show back in the day, but that's yeah. Like, like, give me an episode where, where, um, where we kind of, you know, briefly touch on uh, on what uh, on what he's doing, and it's all about what's going on in the, you know, in the thing. And so you got like, you've got Ernie Hudson uh, basically reprising his role from the original series. Interesting, right? Yeah, which I think is fantastic, and and I'm sure they'll get into that further. But but and and there's I'm hoping so. And I'm not. And no, I think they. I think they are. I uh, I think that's unavoidable. Um, because he is that guy. Like he is that character, and um, who was uh in Vietnam with Sam's brother. He was the one he displaced, wasn't he? Yeah, let's let's not get too hard into the math on it, though. Okay. Because <laughs> er, Ernie Hudson, you know, um, I don't know. Is Ernie Hudson old enough to have been in? Uh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna we're gonna go down that road. Let's let's not do the math here. Well, no, but but they they've been clear that this show takes place in. Um, 2022 true and um he was born in 45 eh, you know what yeah he could have been he could have been in yeah no so fair fair um all of these things could have happened <laughs> um and uh and, i like to hit the point where you're like okay i'll allow it <laughs> well i mean the math works out and uh and so and and i gotta say Dude looks good for 76. <laughs> Holy cow. Um, but um, there's also a connection, another connection to the show that comes later. And I'm not going to get into any, any sort of spoilers, but um, Appreciate they, that. yeah, they get into, you know, and they, there's, there's a lot from the original and, um, and, and so, you know, it, like, like imagine a, a, a Ziggy that they've, you know, kind of upgraded, right? Like, because yeah. they've had 20 odd years to uh, 30 years to uh, to do these upgrades. Oh, no, 20 years because the original show took place in 1995, in the far future of 1995. <laughs> Does it make it 25 years? 27 years? Yes. Yes. I, I don't want to traumatize you. Yeah, please, <laughs> please do that. not. Yeah. <laughs> I anyway, make you cry with math, but anyway, I, I dug it. Um, I mean, you know, there, there's going to be things that are different, and I like that it is a continuation. Mm-hmm. It is a next step. So you know, let's not I be very all... much appreciate that. Yeah, I, let's I didn't need them to reboot it. No, exactly, and let, like mm-hmm. let's not get into the whole thing of like oh my god he didn't say oh boy when he jumped and uh and uh, you know it's like nor should he that's sam's thing yeah 
and let's let's let him not be Sam. And uh, and so anyway, I uh, I dug it. I, I'm in. Um, they got me because I do want to see the behind the scenes stuff. Like I do want to see what goes on in the Quantum Leap project. And um, yeah. I'm not completely in love with the supporting cast yet. Um, I'm hoping that changes as things go on. I'm just, it's not. It's not, not well, quite to be fair, yet. the introduction is not the best. <laughs> like the introduction sure. at a at a party, it, it, it's not the best. I mean, it's seeing them in um, sort of in their space. I'm not as crazy about the guy who was in um, uh, Cowboy Bebop. Um, oh, is that who that was? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. I'm not. I'm not yep. as crazy about him. I, I find. I find him to be a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's, 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 he's the one that I had the biggest problem with. Is and that's this, just like, acting choices. Really? Real, like yeah. that's just acting choices. Like it, it is, uh, yeah. um, you know, this, the, the, uh, you know, the security chief I'm fine with. Um, and of course, Ernie Hudson. Hey, I mean, yeah. so yeah, we'll see the re- how the rest all shakes out. Um, uh, you know, there's a couple of things that kind of get, uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into it. Um, but I didn't get a theme song this week in that first 15 minutes. And no. I'm still really hoping that I'm no. going to get some. Do not, ho- do not hold your theme song. Do not hold your breath. TV ain't got time I for theme know, songs I anymore. We've talked about this before. I, mean, I know, just, but it's, it's just the stuff we miss. And that's the, something to circle back to the Emmy thing. Um, can we talk about a, a broadcast network? Uh, one of the broadcast networks, one of the one of the original big three, pulling down that many Oscars or sorry, Emmys for uh, um, their sitcom with uh, Abbott Elementary. Yeah, for ABC, it was great. Any anytime, anytime one of the actual networks wins, I'm so excited for them. So it's, it's a follow up to everything last <laughs> week about how I'm stuck in the past. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe now. Maybe now they'll be like, well, between Scott and Paul talking about it and uh, and these awards, I guess we should do something about it. This is all I'm asking. Yeah. It's not uh, that agree. little. I you know, you no. know what? I mean, it's, it's really clear that we've, we've, we're, we're here to, to, to really kind of advance, if you will, the uh, we're we're both on the same side of this issue. I mean, for all the back and forth we had about it, we're both on the same side. It's just you believe they 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 may do something about it, and I and I'm cynical and think they don't care anymore. And uh, I would love to be proven wrong. I would love to be proven mm. wrong. Um, and I would not love for you to be proven wrong on that. So there we go. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, anyway. Um, and uh yeah no no theme uh, song because you know there's there's that thing that they used to that uh, i saw recently where it's like you know how tv used to have a lot of time and uh, and you see this guy you know get out of his car he closes the door and he puts his keys in his pocket 
Man. You get the musical interlude, and the narration is Magnum walks from the Ferrari, the parking garage, to the main door. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, it's like, we're mm-hmm. like, no time for we're, that. We're like, wow, that's a long driveway. You know, most, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and, you know, for me, it's like, you know, coming from the idea of, 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 you know, making shorts, it was always like, like, do not show them getting somewhere, show them being somewhere. <laughs> Because yeah. you ain't got time for that, and um, I just I really wanted to hear some updated version of the theme song, and I'm hoping that you know you didn't get in the pilot, but they're going to start it in the second episode. That's that's my hope. I, yeah, I, you know, yeah. I'm, we've established I'm an optimist. I fear, sir, you will be disappointed. <laughs> or we've or a delusional I am not. dreamer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tomato, tomato. Indeed, indeed. Um, the uh, the 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 last one I I want to mention is uh, I did watch the uh, season premiere of the Goldbergs tonight. Oh yeah, which uh, is interesting because they're they're you know big shuffle and cast. Oh yeah, um, how do you take it in a new direction? Yeah, and uh, so in that first that opening montage, um, they do a whole kind of here's what happened, and they speed through um, some time passing, but it's mm-hmm. still before Adam goes off to the university so yeah um you know they put the kids back in the house and explain that murray had died and it's it's just i mean there's a lot of big arguments for maybe this show should have been wrapped a year two three ago (laughs) and they're still hanging in there because they're just they're they're too big to let they're too big to fail well, and and you know what? They're smart enough to know they can still tell stories. Um, yep. You know, uh, now I mean, uh, you know, uh, real Adam Goldberg isn't really involved isn't involved in the show anymore. No. Um, and so, so it's not even that you know he can say, "Well, you know, I've been I've I've been through this. You know, we can do something with that." Um, you know, I think it's the other guys is just like, "Well, we haven't got the guy, and that that other shit didn't work." So. Let's just be done. <laughs> Let's just be done. And, uh, you know, if you can kill off, a, you know, if you can take a show and kill off the name character in the series, looking at you, Roseanne, um, you can turn around and say, Murray Goldberg, that's okay. We got a lot of Goldbergs over here. Yeah, it's, I think it'll be an interesting season to see how much they do or don't um, continue to mention him. Um, I'll they, bet it'll, it'll come up a couple of times. It'll come up when she and, has yeah. her kid, and um, and then that'll be it. <laughs> I think that they will speed past it for the most part. And um, they were very kind tonight. I think that was their their gift, and I don't think that it's going to get a lot of yeah. later mention. But no, exactly. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean it's an easy go-to for oh, it's the first time this has happened without dad, um, but yeah. uh, but I think for a lot of it, it you know, it's going to be all about moving forward and um, and and life goes on and all that. Yeah. So yeah, watch that. That was interesting. That is that's uh, all I have on that. That is a glo- <laughs> that is a glowing endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I bring to the table some nights. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Scott. 
Well, it was but, well lit and in focus. <laughs> what, an, <laughs> what an outstanding uh, review! Yeah, no, but but that's kind of the point, right? Yeah, it, that that is kind of the point. Um, that um, hey, some shows they live past their best before date, and uh, and that's okay, you know, because sometimes they do they do some good stuff with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to say that Good Times was better after uh, they got rid of uh, of of James Evans, but you know, it was different, <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. You know, it's uh, but but it's sometimes hard to reconcile with the thing that you knew that you, you know because you know sitcoms tend to be you know there's a there's a lot of formula involved in the, in them and uh and so when you take out part of that yeah it's a it's a challenge but anyway absolutely yeah well that's cool yeah what about yourself sir what you oh watching? i i haven't watched anything um no oh, I, that's fair. I joke <laughs> i joke all right so first off um uh let's see what i've been watching in the last episode i mentioned that you know we talked about uh india de beaufort and i was uh, who was uh um the girlfriend like the teacher in um kevin almost saves the world um like the one that he was after you know his, his old girlfriend and uh um so she was in one tree hill at one point and so i went back it's like God, I gotta. Who did she play? And so I, I get, I go back into where I had left off uh, most recently in my rewatch, and there she, there she is at this party that they have, and it's like, oh, that's right. So in one of the seasons, uh, Peyton Hillary Burton's character had started up a, a, an indie record label, and she had it was basically tied to a major label for distribution. So when she leaves town at the end of uh, season six, um, um, Haley, uh, one of the other characters, takes over the the label. And so she's running things. And they're like, and the major label's like, wait a second. No, no, no. We don't know you. We don't know if you've got got the business side of this down. So we're going to send someone in to keep an eye on you. And it was India de Beaufort. So, uh, huh. so there it was. So, uh, so after, after we talked about it, I did the research and, uh, and there we go. She's also known for, um, she was in like, uh, the remake of, uh, one day at a time. Uh, she was, oh. uh, Schneider's girlfriend at the end of it, an easy role for her to play because he's her husband, um, <laughs> in the real world. Sometimes so. that makes it a hard road to role to play. Wow. They did all right with it. They did all right. I mean, they only had like 10 minutes to do that, but. (laughs) Um, Okay, so next up, um, I decided, well, I need to, uh, you know, I I, I mentioned, you know, one of my strongest performers in the um, in the fantasy TV pool was FBI. And I didn't really watch past episode five. Oh, um, and so I thought, well, let's finish that season out. And so I did. And now I, I, I in fact, as of tonight, I'm on season three. And hey. uh, and that includes a season of um, Most Wanted as well. 
Uh, I've been trying to keep the timing correct and oh. um, easier to do uh, this current season than that it because they premiered at the same time, whereas it was a mid-season replacement in the first season. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I loved they they had the back backdoor pilot for Most Wanted, where where it's yes. basically uh, <laughs> you know it, it's basically him saying so I work <laughs> I work with my well <laughs> especially because they were like oh we can help you with that and he's like no I work with my own team and it's like basically yes this is not going to be your show and then until the third act because yeah I suppose the series leads should also be in this episode <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah. It was, uh, I remember when it happened, it was like, ah, I'm being backdoored. <laughs> it felt, it felt absolutely like an episode of Big Brother. <laughs> absolutely. And I have not yet seen the, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, none, of the, none of them are racist. Um, you, you know, it's like I was saying to Graham, um, the, uh, yeah, but you're right. It, it's uh, it's fairly hand-fisted. Um, but that's that's Dick Wolf for you. Um, He's subtle. Now, here's something I want to talk about. Is the um, the EWU shared universe? That is the uh, extended Wolf universe. Um, okay. Here. Yeah. So, I've talked before. It was an Entertainment Weekly Extended Universe you were pitching. Yeah, <laughs> they're not doing anything anymore anyway. Um, so, we got... We've talked before. I've mentioned how um, on Chicago PD, for example, um, they've had Paul Robinette show up a number of times. Oh, Nice. Right. So first season character for, uh, uh, you know, he was uh, Ben Stone's uh, ADA in um, in the first first season. Maybe he was right before they brought in Joel Hennessy. So it might have been the first two seasons, actually. Um, And uh, so he was he was one who was, you know, he he shows up as a character now and uh, which was kind of neat to uh, to sort of uh, you know see oh here he is 20 years later kind of thing 30 years later um also they've done uh, chicago pd has done a number of crossovers with svu and um yes. okay so so we can establish that they're part of the um you know chicago pd is in the same world as law and order Okay, so the Chicago series lives in the same universe as the Law and Order universe. FBI has crossed over with Chicago PD in the last episode of season two. Um, they had uh, Tracy Spiridakis, her character, uh, um, whatever her character's name is. Um, she came over as a part of a an exchange program, essentially. It was really just a cover for... Um, uh, for Missy Peregrim's um, maternity leave, and right. it ended up it, it it was not intended to be the last episode, but I wonder if they were going to keep her around for a few just until she came back from from that leave. Um, but of course, that didn't matter because there was something that happened in March of 2020. I don't remember what, but that brought an end <laughs> to that season. And um, so she is. Um, 
part of that universe. So that means that FBI crosses over with Chicago. Therefore, FBI, by the transitive property, is also <laughs> part of the Law and Order universe. So you look at the well, cast. They've, they've used characters from uh, um, on that show that started as the characters who would show up in the and the SVU every time the feds got involved, right? Uh, the the woman director of that group. She was the lady um, boss. No, she was. Um, she was a, an ADA on Law and Order. I'm <laughs> sure. Ever since then, they have done that. But she was. Uh, she was uh, Connie Ruby. Uh, she was in the last four seasons. Uh, she was the the ADA. Um, and for those last four seasons of um, what you call it of uh, Law and Order uh, of you know Law and Order classic when it was the last four, last four seasons, so she did those through to t- through to I thought she played an FBI agent on the uh, the SVU episodes in recent years though. I'm sure she has. This is what I'm saying. No, so, no, but like before FBI started. I have no idea about that. She she was the, she was the ADA for the last four seasons of Law and Order. She also went over to uh, Law and Order LA, which ended in two thousand eleven, huh. and she was also and she also showed up in Special Victims Unit as um, this character, as as the not as the character she plays now. But as Connie Ruberosa, who was uh, who was an ADA, right? And um, so maybe they have had her show up as an FBI agent since, and they must be like, you know, you look a hell of a lot like this ADA. <laughs> Let me go get her. Let me go get her. And um, and uh, so in SVU, she became uh, an assistant U.S. attorney in the Southern District of New York. Her character. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there you go. So that's, <laughs> so that's that one. Then you have Jeremy, uh, Jeremy Sisto. Yes. Right. Who also was, uh, was a law and order character. Um, his character was, uh, again, in those last seasons, he was, mm-hmm. uh, he was, um, Anthony Anderson's, uh, partner. Uh, yeah but right yes so anyway so um now also sets in wait it gets better it gets better because um apatha murkison is the uh is like the chief administrator at chicago med and of course she is also um you know, the lieutenant from, uh, from law and order. Hmm. So there's a lot of people who, you know, because now that's all part of the same world. So she was uh, Van Buren in law and order and um, 388 episodes of it, by the way. <laughs> Everybody gets to play 12 different characters in this world. But she only played the one character in that in that in those three hundred and eighty eight episodes. But now here she is uh, uh, in um, 
Chicago Med and, you know, has also crossed over into Fire and PD, of course, because that's what they do. But now she's, uh, you know, again, like like someone comes in from uh, from any, you know, from any law and order and they got to be like, you know, they come out to Chicago. They got to be like, wow, a lot of people look familiar here. Uh, maybe it's witness protection. <laughs> I think that's what it is. Witness it's, protection. Uh, Scott. I think it's uh it's Dick Wolf protection. Exactly. Exactly. He's got himself covered. 100%. Well, yeah. So I there we go. This is the match her up against I'm just I'm trying to look her up here and I'm not finding anything that supports anything that I just said. <laughs> that never happens. Uh, oh, what? Uh, Alana de Garza? No, I think it's uh, Celia Ward. Celia Ward? Oh, she was on. She was on that show for ten minutes. <laughs> well, who am I thinking of? Alana de Garza is the is the director from season two onward. The special agent in charge. Okay. So she replaced Seal Award in season two. And I think it was because Dick Wolf was like, you haven't been in any other Dick Wolf shows. You're going to need to be in a lot more Dick Wolf shows to be in this Dick Wolf show. Hmm. I'm sure that that was the conversation, which must have been puzzling. Anyway. Uh, I got nothing. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so Alana cool. DeGarza is someone who has been on a lot of uh of SVU and and perhaps it perhaps you're thinking of her role as a state's attorney, um, which happened on SVU. And um anyway, I I look forward to the FBI crossover where everybody like gives everyone side eye and is like, wait a second. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it, it's a it's a missed opportunity because wouldn't it have been nice to have Anthony Anderson see Jubal and he'd be like, wait a second. I had a partner who looked a lot like you. You remind me of somebody. Yeah. I feel comfortable with you. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe we should partner up. OK. <laughs> no, nah, that would never work. Uh, it's madness. Anyway, yeah. so. Yeah, I, I'm I'm. Curious to see how they kind of explain him leaving this season. Because um, Anthony Anderson, I mean, because he yeah. he only had the, the one season commitment and it was something fun that he came back to do. And it was great that he did it. Yeah. But they didn't leave anything in the finale that explains where he's going or what's happening. So it's going to be this season starts up and someone will be like, well, he's moved on. Yeah, that's a tendency. Like I noticed they did that with a couple of characters, like as as season three started. It's like, oh, where's so-and-so? Oh, you know, she moved back home, uh, you know, back Mm -hmm. to her hometown, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, but it's always uh, it's always sort of a, you know, just the simplest explanation and then move on and let's never speak of them again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, and they're, I mean, they're going to have a lot to do over in SVU with, uh, uh, what's her name leaving? Uh, Callie, Kelly, 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 Callie, Kelly, it's the actress's name. Kelly, Gittich. one of the detectives is leaving. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And maybe um, she's going to go, maybe she's going to move to Chicago and become a completely <laughs> different character and, and, and then come back and, 
And they'll be drive like, wait the, a second, you look familiar. Drive the ADA crazy. Well, because she was they, the they she was really set her up as the love interest with the uh, um with the, the cop who became the lawyer and they had a whole thing where they were together now and this was moving along and then poof, we come back this season and she's gone. So they, they can't, they can't just dismiss it. It's, uh, it's, it's gotta be a big thing for, but but it's always going to be something like, yeah, we broke up and, uh, and, uh, you know, and she moved to wherever and, uh, and and then yeah. someone says, "Hey, we just got a call about." <laughs> or yeah. Ice Ice T says, "Now wait a second. <laughs> now wait a second. I need you to explain something to me in very simple terms, so that the audience can understand it better." <laughs> I appreciate when he does that. Helps me out a lot. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh so there we go. That is that. That uh that covers a lot of what I've been watching because there was what like 14 episodes of uh season 1 of uh of um Most Wanted and uh about um what about 40 episodes of uh of FBI so far. So yeah, I'd say it covers a lot of ground there. So. Exactly, exactly. So that gives us an opportunity to move on to uh, our main topic for tonight. Ooh, the main event. Yes. And, and uh, you know, it is because uh, people have, you know, made their way back to school that we thought it would be, we've done top five teachers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But now let's, let's look at the actual schools. Yes. I'm talking just the building. It's uh, all about the architecture, baby. Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> it's all about whatever the hell we want it to be about. I mean, it's just uh, basically, good, good. <laughs> it's just basically, Hey, top five TV schools, the ones that stood out the most to us. And uh, so uh, as such, sir, we will. Uh, I'm curious to hear the process you use to make these decisions because I was stuck on these. So am I picking a school that I wished I'd attended? And if so, is it at, as I was at that age? Oh, is it no. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I want you to understand. Do I just when, really want to watch it? <laughs> when you say the process that I used, I wrote down a bunch of them and said, "Oh, I like that one better than that one. I like this one better than that one." <laughs> and uh, there, there is no real process. It is, uh, it, it is the ones that just stand out in my mind right now. And yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I have not. Um, I have not put that much into it. Um, I, I think most, uh, I think most television schools are really awful. So, <laughs> so I don't know that I necessarily want to say, yes, I would go to that school. Um, well, and that was part of what made it difficult for me was, okay, I would die there. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't want to die. That's it. Uh, yeah. I know I've got one on my list uh, that I don't think you'll have. Uh, that is not a great school. It is by, by no means do you ever want to go there. And, uh, and that might even be the point. Um, all right. So hang on a second. Call it, sir. Uh, let's go. Oh, heads. 
Flip a coin. It's heads. God damn it. Hey, we are on fire. There you go. That's uh, that's two uh, coin tosses in a row. I'm going to get a better one. Um, well, you know, I've lost like six seasons in a row. <laughs> fantasy. Not enough. The game was my idea. So <laughs> the least I can do is uh, pick up the occasional coin toss. <laughs> fair, fair. All right, sir. So you uh, you get uh, fresh snow. Fresh snow. Oh, boy. Now, the trick here is to pick something that I think you're likely to pick, thus preventing you from calling oh. it. I uh, am... Sorry, this is in the Bayside High uh, memorial list. Ah, uh, yes. I wondered slash assumed that that would be the way you'd go. Yeah. That must have um, been easy because... <laughs> <laughs> well, when when brainstorming, I always ask uh, I always ask uh, Sarah's opinions to see what I've missed or what she's yeah. thinking of that I'm not, and that kind of thing. And of course, that was the first one she named. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> she is of an age. There you have it. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, although uh, you say that, but I watched it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. I yeah. caught more than a few every age season. I was, but yeah. What you're gonna do? <laughs> Indeed. Um, so, anyway, long story short, too late. Um, I'm gonna start with. I'm going full Canadian content right out of the gate here. Oh, and I'm going with the grassy high. There you go. Wow. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was not even on my bench. So you not uh, even on your bench. Uh, not no, even. I'm, I'm going to Grassy because, um, first of all, sure seemed like regular teenagers. Nothing crazy. Nothing too intense. You had the usual drama, but you know people weren't showing up in in Ferraris for class, and I appreciated that. Uh, yep. And furthermore, uh, I don't know how many folks are familiar with. Uh, the band The Zit Remedy, uh, but they were yeah. not great. Uh, and it would be nice to know that I could attend this school and do really well <laughs> as a musician. There you go. So uh, that's the grounds on which I picked this one, which I thought I thought it would be a good mix. And eventually, Kevin Smith shows up, so I get to meet him too. So, oh, well, I mean, there you go. There you have. You know, yeah. I mean, you put all these things together, and you're like, oh, I've we've got a winner, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and you know, Zip Remedy. I mean, I would uh, have always put them up against Frozen Embryos, but um, <laughs> anyway, yes, outstanding, Degrassi. All right, my first pick. Um, yes, sir. Again, it's not a school you want to go to because, you know, the, the, uh, what the, the class of 99, uh, high school reunions, a tough one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, because most of them are uh, showing up in urns and, uh, that is of course, uh, Sunnydale high. Yep. Not a great yep. school. And a hundred percent why I didn't pick it because if I went to that school, I would be dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and yes, that was that was the criteria that 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 was the way I started to use a criteria. I think that was different than the one you were using. So it'll be funny to see how the rest of this list plays yes. out. But criteria. I immediately disqualified that one. 
you, because you had, I, well, the difference is you had criteria. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, if it was just schools that you thought were cool or what have you, that's still a criteria. I, I'm, I'm not judging your fault. You, no, no, it, it's it's basically like the the first first five that I wrote down kind of ended up being my list. Um, I picked okay. one up after that, but, but yeah, like the, those were the, and, and it was like, Hey, they stuck in my mind enough that when I thought, think of some, you know, some, uh, TV schools, I mean, Sunnydale high. Yeah. Quark is the principal. <laughs> yep. And he was not great. He was not a good no. principal. Um, and no, that's, that, and that's fine. That's very bad, but that's because the previous one got eaten by hyenas. Also, something nobody saw coming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd never be bored there. That was one of the. the <laughs> yeah, of exactly, and cool library as well. <laughs> yeah i I just struggled with the idea that I would not survive. That's fair. <laughs> there, so I thought, nope, that is fair. Nope, cutting that one. <laughs> I might awesome. have a couple more like that for you. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be interesting because we'll have completely non, no crossovers. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, sir, it is to you. Uh, well, I'm going to go with, for my next school, um, I'm looking at uh, Walkerville Elementary. I know what you're thinking. What the hell is that? That is the actual school from the Magic School Bus. Oh, nice. And so we are now talking some serious field trips. Yes. And if you're going to go on field trips, you better go somewhere where, you know, they set the gold standard. I agree. I agree completely. That is the Magic School Bus. So that's that awesome. is mine. Uh, I'm going to get in a school bus. I'm going to sh- I'm going to go into space. I'm going to shrink down and go into the body and understand how the blood system works and that kind of thing. I mean, yeah, anything is possible. Magic school bus. Uh, PBS ninety four to ninety seven. Uh, four seasons and fifty two episodes. How could you? How could you say no to that kind of magic? You can't go entire wrong. Generation raised a generation. Not me, but absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, again, you know, it, it you you could survive it. You know, I don't think. Yep. I don't think they killed off too many. Um, no, I think Miss Frizzle would keep me alive, and I appreciate that about her. Yeah, yeah, and she's all over it. That's the important part. Yep. God bless that lady. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so um, that turns it over to me. And uh, mine is, um, oh, it's a high school in Brooklyn. Again, not a great one. Um, uh, but, you know, in, in, uh, in Brooklyn, you know, sometimes you get, uh, you get the right teacher who comes back and tries to turn things around. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and they say to him, they say to him, welcome back. And, uh, and I speak, of course of uh welcome back cotter uh you know he went he taught at james buchanan high school uh named Mm -hmm. for the 15th president of the united states um in uh from 1857 to 1861 
Um, he's no longer with us. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he would have appreciated, um, you know, being featured like this. Exactly. And now the, the, you know, so they had the sweat hogs and, uh, and the thing is they're not, they weren't the first sweat hogs. In fact, Cotter himself was a sweat hog when he went to the school Mm -hmm. and, uh, he was a founding member. In fact, like it was, so he's teaching the remedial class and he was a former remedial student showing, you know, Hey, we can move beyond, uh, beyond these circumstances and uh, so he was one of the founding original original members of the Sweat Hogs, and um, and at the time his teacher was Vice Principal uh, Mr. Woodman, and um, he uh, you know basically talked about the Sweat Hogs as being witless hoodlums, and uh, he just basically wanted Cotter to contain them until they dropped out dropped out or were otherwise banished and um and of course uh yeah cotter had a real real rapport with his students trying to stimulate their potential and uh and they would you know show up at his house often you know usually by via the uh, fire escape at the window um <laughs> which was not his his wife's favorite thing um no. yeah and so uh, the fictional Buchanan, James Buchanan High, was actually based on the school that Gabe Kaplan, who played Cotter, um, that he went to, uh, which was the New Utrecht uh, High School, which was a public high school in Bensonhurst, New, uh, New York, uh, Bensonhurst, which was a part of Brooklyn. And, um, and, and uh, I believe might even still exist yeah it still exists um and so uh so there we go so uh of course they had their um you know they had uh vinnie barbarino which was um inspired by a couple of people that uh that he knew at that high school which was uh eddie lacari and ray barbarino um and that was of course played by uh by travolta Freddie Boom Boom Washington uh, was inspired by this guy. He knew Fred Ferdy Payton. And then Juan Epstein was inspired by a guy he knew at school. They called Epstein the Animal. And then Arnold Horshack was inspired by a guy named Arnold Horshack. <laughs> yeah. So um, now a lot of them are no longer with us. Um, in fact, um, uh, Marcia Strassman, who played Kaplan's wife, uh, died a, a number of years ago. Um, oh, she was also she was also the mom in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Um, wow! Yeah, didn't realize that either. Um, let's see. I've uh, learned John, so much on this show. John Sylvester White uh, Jr., who played Mr. Woodman. Um, I mean, he was old then. Come on. Um, yeah. Travolta's still kicking. Ron Palillo died a few years ago. And um, I say a few years ago. I'll bet it was like, let's just check. Let's just check. Um, yeah, 10 years ago. Yeah, a few. It's a few. Um, uh, Freddie Boom Boom Washington, still with us. Be careful, sir. Be careful out there. Um, God, now I'm mentioning him on the show. Good Lord. Um, uh, Robert Hedges played Epstein, and he died the same year as Horshack. Really? He was. Uh, he had the, the long name. He was the Puerto Rican Jew. 
Juan Luis Pedro <laughs> Filippo de Huevos Epstein. And he was the guy who always had the notes from his mom. Um, <laughs> signed, Epstein's mom. Um, there's Deborah Lee Scott, who also was the sister on the show, Angie. Um, and um, she uh, uh, she died. Uh, see, she died a number of years ago as well. She played Hotsy Totsy. Um, and then later, there was, uh, after Travolta left, they needed, um, you know, in the last, basically in the last season, in the fourth season, um, they got she, Stephen Shortridge, who played Bo Delabar. <laughs> and what, and, and, I mean, that was an era where they would do that, right? Where they, you know, yeah. somebody would disappear and they just replace them with basically the same character with a new name. What yeah, and, you do to Hazard. No, let me tell you. Yeah, exactly. Now you look at his um, his uh, um, filmography. Okay, so I just want to say after there was a, f- a film that he did called Fraternity Row. Then he did um, a you know nineteen episodes of Welcome Back, Cotter. Then no less than one, two, three. So three appearances on um, The Love Boat as different characters. <laughs> uh, Fantasy Island, one, two, three. Uh, yeah, three appearances there, in fact, as uh, uh, different characters. Um, he did some hard, he was on a hard castle in McCormick. He did a hunt. There's a classic. Murder. There's a murder she wrote. Ooh. In 1985, Airwolf. Say now, swear. But the last thing, well, the what, the one I remember him in, and this is actually the last thing listed on his filmography, was he was in Say Anything, and he played a guy named Ray, and um, and I remember seeing him thinking that guy looks a lot like Bo Delabar. <laughs> Uh, so there you go. Um, yeah, he quit. He quit acting in uh, the, in after doing um, say anything, and um, yeah. So uh, and we got into painting. Did a lot of gallery showings across the U.S. So there you go. Um, anyway, but they all <laughs> they all went to James Buchanan High. <laughs> um, oh, and Charles Fleischer. The voice of uh, of Roger Rabbit um, played uh, one of the bullies, uh, um, you know, foil to the Sweat Hogs in the second season, named Carvelli. And huh. He had Bernie Watson, and yeah, so, but you know, it's another one of those shows where it's like, hey, wait a second, that's so and so. So I love anyway. that. Where every time you turn on an episode, wait a minute, exactly, yeah. Dig it. I dig it. That's cool. That is excellent. Uh, Sweathog's named for the fact that the uh, school was so old and the ventilation was so poor that yes. their uh, their space on the fourth floor was always warm. That classroom was always hot. Yeah. Was, they were sweating it out. Exactly. Loved it. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Um. 
Next, I am going to go. Uh, well, I'm starting to think that we have completely different lists, and I can get away with uh, yeah, definitely all kinds of things here in order to be all strategic about the yeah picking and the choosing. I am going to grab. Uh, boy, you know what? I want. I want. Uh, I want Greendale College from uh, Community. Nice. Because that place was chaos. <laughs> Absolutely. But it seemed to mean well. And I think academically I could have succeeded. <laughs> also, two words, Annie Edison. Hello. You're nice damn nice right. You. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, would be worth it for the annual paintball game alone. That's, uh, nice. that's, that's why I'm going... Uh, Community. Uh, community was, uh, let's see, uh, six seasons, 110 episodes, 2009 to 2015. Uh, uh, virtual who's who of funny people of that time and of the era. Yeah. And uh, uh, I mean, every now and then there's rumors about a movie and I get excited. Uh, you could tell the seasons when he wasn't there and the ones when he was. Um, uh, sorry, by he, I mean... Uh, um, uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Harmon. Harmon. <laughs> Dan Harmon. I used to know names and then, you know, had a kid. My brain went to mush. Um, yeah. Dan Harmon was the reason that I picked the, uh, the pick that I did for the, uh, the, the fantasy draft. Uh, yes, that's because, right. Because, you know, on the heels of things like community and Rick and Morty, the guy's got some street cred. And uh, maybe that translates into something for me. So maybe to reach back and defend my choices <laughs> from a few weeks ago. Anywho. Um, yeah. It, uh, if you haven't seen community, it's on Netflix for the love of God, check it out. One of the best sitcoms of, uh, of this millennia um, really kind of explored what you could do with the genre and with uh, um yeah, well, with the genre, <laughs> it was uh, it was great. We've both uh, very clearly have enjoyed it. Yeah, absolutely, and won't shut up about it because that's how we are. And uh, it's uh, it's good stuff. So that's community. That's my my college offering. So at this point, you'll notice I have an elementary school, I have a high school, and I have a college. Nice. I'm not, I'm not pretending that I'm going to be that organized. It's all going to work out neatly in the end. But for now, hey, look at me sounding like I did. See? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. So um, that is an outstanding choice. And I'm glad you uh, you brought it in. Um, I'm going to go. Hey, I'm going to go with uh, again. It's fresh in my mind because the show's fresh in my mind because I've been watching it. Um, and yep. uh, I'm picking Tree Hill High. And I figured that was coming. They had a fantastic basketball team. Um, uh, that no one knows if they had a women's team because all of the girls were cheerleaders. I mean, all of them. Um, but you know, it was like in North Carolina, hey, you had a lot of uh, a lot of NBA prospects there, apparently. And um, now here's the thing here's uh, you know, part of why it wouldn't be on your list is because you didn't watch the show. But the that'd other, be one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, but the other part of it is because yeah, you would have definitely died. Um, you know, you might have been. <laughs> really? 
you might have been kidnapped. You might have had an evil dad, uh, uh, a fake brother. Um, you might have ended up dating Pete Wentz uh, because that happened too. Um, and uh, and also, hey, big old school shooting in season three. Um, now, the only person that ended up dying in that school shooting was the shooter and then um, um, Lucas's uh, uncle Keith uh, because um, he was killed by his uh, his father um, who was uh, Keith's brother and uh, but made to um, look need a program made a to look like the shooter match. did it <laughs> and so he could get away with it because he was the mayor and um, and, and then the last few seasons basically become the uh, uh, the the redemption of Dan Scott. Um, so yeah, Tree Hill because um, they had they had some cool classes. Uh, you know, they did a couple of uh, of um, neat. Uh, you know, in school, like hey, where where do you think you're going to be next year? Kind of stuff um, that was really well done, uh, as well as just you know uh, you know classes that's like wow. They didn't teach that in my high school. And uh, and I'll get a bit further into that with my next pick when I make that. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Tree Hill High had to be on my list. Yeah, I, I would have guessed that one uh, yeah. if we'd started with some immediate guesses about who was going to pick what. Um, no, one Tree Hill, that's the show where they just kind of openly worked with the fact that they were making 20 somethings play high school students and they did multiple jumps of age in later seasons they, the in um yeah in season um i guess season four was it a season four maybe yeah um they did uh they they it was basically a four-year jump Let, let's just jump them past college and um yeah. and that was really it jump wise. Um, okay. They, they, they kind of continued down that road. Um, so I'm trying to think if they jumped forward, like another couple of years later on, I don't think so. Um, the big jump was that that four year jump uh, to get them out of high school and um, or out of college, because it was the idea that, well, they might not necessarily all go to the same colleges. And so let's just skip past that so we can have it with them all, them all back together. Again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. It's, but they actually had a, a, like one of the leads was actually, um, you know, when he started, he was, um, he, he was like 17. Um, Oh, well, points yeah. for that. That rarely happens. Exactly, exactly. And and I'll be honest, in comparison, he seemed he looked older than most of them. Um which which was interesting. So yeah, yeah. I mean, now most of them now most of the others were like 21. Um, you know, like sort of the key cast, um, you know, uh uh Sophia Bush, um uh Joy Lenz and um and Hillary Burton, they were all around like 21 to 22 kind of thing. So they weren't that far away from, from it, hmm. you know, but far away enough that you can actually have them work all the hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the important part. Exactly. The showrunner will tell you. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's, uh, it's also interesting the way that, 
you know, the high school is always such an obsession and a focus and the college and university stuff is like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And a lot of that ends is. up, uh, you know, like, like, you know, you go back to, uh, to like, you know, uh, Beverly Hills, 90210. Right. And yeah. it's like, Oh, we all went to this high school and now we're all going to the same fortunately local because now we can use all the other sets still (laughs) yep and and you know the the the, um i mean hey you know as long as people are getting the kind of stories that they want you're gonna probably look past all that but it is kind of amusing that um that that's one of the things like their whole thing for doing that time jump was like, Hey, you know, they might not all go, you know, they can all this way. They can all go to different colleges. They can have some time apart where stuff happens and we kind of reveal that over time. And, uh, it doesn't have to all be out there right away. It's like, you know, the, well, this happened and why did that happen? And then you see it from the other person's point of view. And so there was some neat, some neat things that they did with that. I could see that being a very effective story tool yeah. and uh, kind of a refreshing change from a lot of other stuff that you. Well, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Well, good for them. Indeed. Yeah. Never watched the show. I see clips of it every now and then and recognize like all the cast and yeah. wow, look, look at all these people. <laughs> totally. Probably watch that someday. There you go. Yeah. You know, add it to the list. <laughs> The list. Take a drink. Yeah. Oh, yay. Uh, let's see. That brings it back to me for my four. Yes. Um, how exciting. Uh, I am going to go. Um, <laughs> this one was uh, only ran for a year uh, from. 97 to 98 uh, Canadian series, I believe. Um, how many episodes was it? 44 episodes. Mm. I saw it a lot in uh, reruns. I think YTV carried it a lot. Um, but it was uh, it's called Breaker High. <gasps> oh my gosh. And who doesn't wow. want to go to school on a cruise ship? It was a high school that uh, was held on a cruise ship starring um, Mr. Ryan Gosling, who a few people may recognize that name. And, he, he, uh, saved uh, he saved jazz. He saved jazz. Saved it, invented it. I'm not even sure anymore. Uh, I'm not even sure, exactly. <laughs> and Tyler and Brampton's own Tyler Labine. Yeah. Yes. Of Idle Hands fame and... Um, um, Reaper. The... Reaper and the uh, um, New Amsterdam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now I always, you know, when I, I did watch that first season of of New Amsterdam, and I, and every time I saw him, I thought, like, at some point, like, aren't aren't they gonna remember how they brought them? Because uh, he was sock, if I remember correctly, in Reaper, yep. and they brought him into. Remember, they brought those guys into uh, Kevin Almost Saves the World. <laughs> yep. They had that one episode where they where he like finds these guys who uh who um 
seem a little crazy, uh, but they're, you know, they like, you know, in talking about the, uh, you know, the ghosts that he was seeing or the angel supposed angels that he was seeing. And they were like, we don't see angels. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Tyler. Yeah. Uh, fun series, bunch of high school kids cruising around on a literal cruise ship. And uh, who would, who wouldn't want that for their high school experience? So that's why I picked it because it's perfect. <laughs> it's fantastic. I have heard heard of it, never knew what it was, nor did it, nor have I ever seen it. But uh, that uh, is fascinating. That's fair. I think I have seen one episode. <laughs> so fair. Don't be too impressed. But um, it was, uh, you know, picture like. Degrassi, but uh, attempting for more comedy and centered on a cruise ship. Nice. It was also yeah. on UPN. Yes. Ooh. Well, it yes. was a Canadian series, though, correct? Yes. Oh, so definitely. Up the page there. Yeah. It, it was a it was a YTV original, basically. Oh. Um, and uh, but it also. Um, yeah, they they added it to the UPN's weekday kids block in the US. I can see that. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. That is cool. And yes, it would be cool to go to school on a cruise ship. Um also uh, you can still find it on MTV and MTV2. Yeah. Oh sweet. It's true would not make that up uh but yeah you gotta just looking to see if there's any other names i recognize and i don't yeah i didn't really was those are the two names that really yeah a few other folks were like you know they're the ones they played that person on that thing that time yeah uh, these two were the ones that kind of uh walked away from the show with you know big big careers with the name recognition Tyler Labine also played an exciting role in uh, Kevin Smith's Zack and Mary make a porno. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Oh, uh, <laughs> yes. Need coffee. Got to drive home. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Brampton zone, baby. All right. Um, okay. So I will Your make fourth, it. sir. My fourth. Um, in fact, it really um, could have even been the same uh, school as, as Tree Hill High uh, because it was shot in the same city, which was uh, Wilmington, uh, North Carolina. Um, <laughs> and uh, they not only did they have a great film program in the school, um, but they also had, you know, they did some cool stuff with some of their projects. Uh, and, um, uh, well, who can forget that uh, sometimes there were teachers there who, uh, you know, had some... Uh, yep. well, it worked out a big okay. fan of their English department. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It worked out okay for Pacey. It was a, yep. different, it was a different time. <laughs> <laughs> we were, we, it was back when we were supposed to be high-fiving these things. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, Capeside yeah. High, baby. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, for a um, 
you know, so again, uh, now, of course, it was playing a place that was located in Massachusetts because that's where Cape Side was supposed to be. Um, but yeah, elective alternative departments, including art, music and film. And basically, like everyone who graduated there went on to do great things. So, yay. Uh, you know, they had like a football team, basketball team, swim team, cycling team, ecology club, Spanish club, archery club, debate club. Um, their um, uh, school newspaper was called The Patriot. Um, and you could also join uh, in student council. You could join the yearbook committee, the chess club, the drama club and the Cape Side Minute Girls, which were the uh, cheerleading squad. And uh, uh, this bunch... is uh, this is Dawson's Creek, incidentally. I mean, yes, sorry, circled, yeah, but... circled the wrong way on this one, but Dawson's yeah, fair, Creek. fair, yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, and we so we had um, Mr. Gold who taught film, uh, we had uh, a couple of different principals, we had um, did, uh, they, one... did they get eaten by hyenas? They did not, in fact, so that was good, but but there were there were like three during that during the run, um, and huh. Like for the time that they were in high school, that was only like the first three years, basically. Um, and um, they had a librarian named Mrs. Tringle, which had to tie into the Katie Holmes later being in the movie Killing Mrs. Tingle. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but yeah, you, you know, and you got to remember Miss Jacobs. That was a hell of, hell of an English class. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and this. They had, this... This is an excellent choice. It was on my bench specifically nice. for that reason. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, so they had um, uh, the, the the film. The film teacher uh, was Mr. Gold, and um, and so he uh, he taught them all kinds of stuff about making movies. And, um, and that of course was great for Dawson. Um, you know, he had to, who had to beg to be let into the film class and, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how different the U S uh, public school system is, but you know, it seems to me that like most people were like, well, I signed up for the class. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. How did he have to beg to be let into it? That, that seems odd. Uh, it's just extra drama. Right. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, um, he um, was actually an old friend of uh, Tamara Jacobs, who, who uh, called him and uh, said, you should come out here to work. And uh, and so he did. Um, yeah. So there we go. Hmm. Ape side high, baby. I dig it. I like it. It was on my bench. I, I can nice. give it. I can give your pick no higher. Uh, At last overlap. Than, <laughs> <laughs> had happened eventually, right? Uh huh. Bravo, bravo, sir. Um, my fourth and final, or sir, fifth and final. Math is hard. Yes. Um, my fifth and final uh, was going to be uh, is going to be uh, Evergreen Academy. And I'm betting oh. you can't place that one to save your life. Cannot. Evergreen Evergreen Academy uh, was featured in eight episodes of a one-season show 
back in 2000, starring uh, Milo, whatever the hell his name is, from Ventimiglia. Yeah, him and Chris Evans and Kyle Howard and Allison Mack back when, you know, she was <laughs> less problematic. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of uh different times right um, oh damn i don't know if that ever is a, i don't know if that's ever a different time thing <laughs> well it was before we knew what was going oh, on i think it's yeah. the uh, big difference there but anyway before she went away for assorted crimes um uh the show was called opposite sex and uh it was a wb at Pretty people uh, drama about um, <laughs> a school, private school for girls that was forced to go uh, co-ed. Uh, but um, there were only three guys who <laughs> signed up for the uh, to, to come to the school. And I really feel like high school me would have had like almost an even 50-50 chance. Yeah, <laughs> of actually having a girlfriend had I attended a school where uh, I was one of four um, <laughs> one of four guys on the entire campus so that's why yeah a couple of neat things with this okay um, uh, Stella was played by Lindsay McKeon who has uh, not only was she on Saved by the Bell the new class Oh, she also has a one. She was also um, Haley's sister on One Tree Hill. There it is. To who? It comes back to the hill, doesn't it? Yeah, it all comes back to the hill, sir. It goes to the hill. It goes to the creek. Um, but yeah, th- so that was. So this was just before uh, Smallville for uh, good old Allison Mack. Yeah. Um, but uh, but they so we got Lindsay McKeon. Okay, so there's there's a Tree Hill connection. She's also the person to whom uh, Nathan Scott loses his virginity, and then he ends up marrying her sister. Um, that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> you and your gossipy team shows, right? Um, God, there's so there's so much here. Um, uh, Alexander Breckenridge uh, played Francie, uh, Francis, sorry, and um, she would end up playing the love interest of um, Milo's son in This Is Us. Um, and um, and you know, kind of his end game, um, which is which is kind of neat enough, you know, in a little sort of timey wimey wibbly wobbly thing. Um, but interestingly, um, yeah, no, it's just weird. Uh, <laughs> that's just plain weird. Uh, so yeah, she would she would play that that love interest to uh, to his son in um, uh, in This Is Us. Um, trying to see if I've got any other neat connections here. Uh, oh, you've got a, a what a, a real life housewife in that show as well. Uh, Garcelle really? Beauvais, who would later be on the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's uh there's a I I had for I had completely forgotten about this story. Um, you know, this was like around the same time that that. See, I think when I think of it, I I often mix it up with um, Young Americans. 
Now, was this the reason that Milo suddenly left tree, um, Stars Hollow? Uh, maybe. Like, I, I almost feel as though he think, had kind like of... that time kind of lines up, doesn't it? It, I think it does. Like, I, I feel as though, you know, he kind of came in um, and then, you know, it was kind of a, we've got you on a holding deal until we get everything put together for this show, but we want to we want to keep you in-house. And um, Well, there was a whole backdoor pilot attempt to take him out to... That's like, true, too, yeah. ...to be with his old man in California or something. And we had one episode that was just him skulking around California being angry at the world. <laughs> exactly. And what was, yeah. And his character in, in, um, stars hollow was, uh, was Jess, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So that I, yeah, I was just like, wait a second. Is that, um, and of course you've got, um, late nineties, uh, TV standby Kyle Howard in it as well. Yep. It was a funny dude. Uh, he was on a show, I think, called Run of the House. It was yes, that's he right. and three siblings on the WB. And <laughs> he was just right. one of those guys who kind of reinvented the idiot and did it really well. It reminded me a lot of the guy from uh, Reba. Um, totally. Yes. 100%. Like that is just the, some, the, the closest example for sure. Just some a couple of guys at the time who did the whole like, nope. I'm going to play the idiot character and I'm going to do it a little differently. And yeah. this is how I'm going to do it. And you're, it's cliche and you've seen it before, but watch me fly and damn it. If they didn't. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. Well, thank you. That's my fifth. That was- um, I figured I figured that was a safe one to leave for the end. Cause I thought he's not going to remember this. That's show. right. Cause I don't know. I don't, I, I maybe watched an episode or two of that, but it was, you know, I'm not sure that I did. I'm mixing it up with something else because uh, I last I checked, there were some episodes up on YouTube. If uh, yeah, but, but what, what, what I mean it. is like, oh, it was on Fox. Okay, maybe it did. Okay, I thought it was a WB show. So okay, I assumed it was, but you know, Fox makes sense for it dying after eight episodes. Well, I mean, it was it was a summer burnoff. Um, but yeah, no, that would, I mean, it does everything, everything about it checks out to it being a, a WB show, but, uh, but I'm looking here, right. it says it was on Fox. Right down to Kyle Howard. <laughs> it, yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, so, it was, uh, uh, I, I, I did finally get to watch them all. Um, really great. I mean, talk about a fantastic cast. You, I mean, you know, like Captain Friggin' America's running around in there for yeah. quite a uh everybody does a really good job it you know hits all the team beats that you need it to hit but it doesn't do it in a you know clotting cheesy way it's uh here's the thing it was was good Mm. created by abby cone and mark silverstein Okay, so uh, Abby Cohn, she's uh, known best known for writing movies such as Never Been Kissed. He's just not that right. into you. Uh, Valentine's Day, How to Be Single, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She also did the the movie The Vow. Um, her first um, uh, co directing feature was uh, was I Feel Pretty. Um, so anyway, but her. Uh, 
producing partner on this or her creating partner on this was uh, Mark Silverstein, who um, up until uh, last year was the uh, was the husband of Busy Phillips. Huh. I didn't know that he did stuff. <laughs> so there you go. You thought that was his job was being. Uh, I, have no idea. Husband? I, I, I expect that would be a lot of work. To be fair. Um, but yeah, so that's uh, and yeah, he co-wrote actually he co-wrote all of those movies with her. So um, and then they co-directed I Feel Pretty. So and then they co-wrote The Vow. Yeah, they just worked together. Um, so there you go. There you go. But that there I do go. know. Uh, well, all right. I guess I need to pick my uh, my last one. And mine is not um, is not a great school. Uh, in fact, Scott, I think you I, I think you might have died Uh-oh. there. Yeah. I might have died here too. Oh yeah. I'm starting to think you're just trying to kill me with your choices, man. <laughs> That's it. Go to this school, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a uh, a middle school in um, in Baltimore, um, and it was in the wire. It was actually. Oh uh, yeah, I, no, I'd die there probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was. It was really kind of the set. Like that whole series was where they, you know, they kind of explored different um, aspects of the social system of um, of Baltimore, and then and mm-hmm. and with each episode, you would add another one in, and then you would see how this kind of factors back into the others right like you see how they interconnect and mm. uh and so in season four and this was actually I, I i just started watching it and i hadn't seen the first couple of seasons but it was just everyone was raving about it and it's like i should check this out and so i watched season four totally dry like had no idea who anyone was and huh. um and the whole thing is centered around this guy who's basically he's a retired he's a cop who's uh you know, left the force and, um, and is getting into teaching. And, um, it was, it wasn't for another few years until I, you know, learned his backstory and, uh, in the first couple of, in the first three seasons of, of the wire. But so by this one, they do the, uh, they, they do the schools and then the next season they do, uh, the, uh, the news media and, and you see how all these things interconnect, but this one, um, it just really gets into sort of the uh, it, how in low income neighborhoods, how powerless. Uh, so I, I think my criteria for choosing this one as my last is more the fact that it gives this realistic um, Im- picture of what the public school s- system was like in low income neighborhoods. Um, and uh, and so it gets into, uh, you know, you've got this teacher uh, this former cop teacher who's teaching math to an eighth grade class and just learns how difficult the public school system can be, like the disadvantages to it, but also, you know, uh, looking into a few of his students and how he tries to to work with them and how he tries to help them. And uh, co- the one of the guys who was a co-creator of the show, Ed Burns, uh, this was uh, he was a teacher. Um, at a public school in inner city Baltimore. So this was this season, which might be my favorite season of the series. And I don't think that's just mm-hmm. because it was the first one that I watched. 
I think it is more because it's where they really kind of found their way. You know, it was it, you know, because on the surface, it's a cop show, right? Everyone's like, oh, it's just a cop show. And the wire yeah. means, you know, it's all about the um um you know, just sort of the uh the stakeout and all that kind of stuff. But it's not, mm-hmm. it's more, it's a it's really a look at the entire the entire city and sort of the ecosystem of 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 the city. And so you get into this into the school and it's like this is what fuels you know this is the kind of thing that fuels that that drug culture that that we've that we've learned about in the first couple of seasons and and so it really sort of showed how how interconnected all of these things are and how um in a lot of cases these sort of you know powerless public schools um can't help but fail this fail their students and mm-hmm. and then that leads you know and that leads to uh to other issues where um you know they've got hey these students you know if they graduate have no op- no options and so what do they end up doing and then it fuels the, you know, the, it fuels the system because you end up with a a rough area around there. And so less people want to go to that school. And so they get less resources. And so it ends up, it's a downward spiral. And uh, so it was um, uh, Edward Tileman Mills middle school in Baltimore. And, um, and it is, it's a, it, it, like I say, like I watched it, you know, I mean, I know there's stuff I missed because I didn't know about some of the other characters at the time, but it really does um, stand on its own. And especially the, the, all the school stuff in it, um, because they set that up in the first episode and then and then they really follow along with that. And uh, and it's really interesting to sort of see how it uh, it feeds a lot of what else we see in the series. So Edward Tileman Middle School in Baltimore from the wild. Uh, that is a series that I am embarrassed to admit I have not seen yet. Um, I've never heard anything but good things. It is. Uh, widely regarded as kind of the the benchmark for uh, just what a, a series and what television can be. Yeah, um, it, it's it took no TV shortcuts. Everything right. was yeah um, was all about peeling back the onion and letting it get complicated. Yeah, and not relying on simple wrap ups and and some some short uh, answers and. That kind of thing. It would. I'd love to see it. It's on the list. Yeah. When <laughs> when you just, do get you know. to it one day, you're gonna love the hell out of it. It is. Um, it is just one of those things that the further you get into it, and you start to see all these connections, it's just yeah, it's just amazing. Hmm. All right. How about your well, bench? I sir? look forward to it. My bench. Oh my goodness. Um, First one on my bench that I had was uh, Xavier's School for Gifted Youngsters. That's <laughs> <laughs> X-Men <laughs> Evolution. Uh, because if I was there, it would have meant that clearly I had superpowers. So awesome. Yeah, uh, you're still going <laughs> to die. Oh, probably. Yeah, yeah, because that's just how we, how we do this. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. That's a great one. Yeah, I thought that was a, a fun little sneak in the back door. I mean, there was another one that was like superhero high from a '80s cartoon back in uh, back in the day. That was all about uh, 
I think it was called Superhero High. And, oh yes. Uh, um, but you know, the cartoon really wasn't that good. So I, oh, I it was in the, Shaz- the in the it. in the Shazam hour, right? It was like Shazam and Hero High, and you had um, Captain California who would fly. Yeah, that was the one. Circle. Yes, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and Glorious Gal and Punk Rock, and then they would they would have a cartoon of them and then they would have live action versions of them introducing the cartoons in between and they would do yes. a song at the end of the episode. Yeah. Hero high. Uh, yeah. It was uh it was it was a thing that happened. It was. Um, yeah. So when I remembered, oh wait, no, let's just be an X-Man. <laughs> All right, I feel better about that. Yeah. Um as mentioned, I had uh, had the one from Dawson's Creek for obvious reasons. Yeah, kick side, baby. Uh, and uh, I've never had a huge sheet. Um, a Neptune High from Veronica Mars. A uh, bit of a class warfare going on there, though. And I was going to say, terrible students. school. And you're going to get, you know... Hoisted up on the flagpole. Yeah, probably. Um, so another reason why that one didn't get picked. Yeah, that was in Even my into the like you know the West Beverly highs. Uh, Monroe High from head of the class. I thought. Oh, you know, great! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I had you know, I had two, West Beverly two very back to back teachers. Just yeah. to save time uh, uh, when we get to mine, but yeah, I had West Beverly as well. And, uh, Two great teachers back to back on head of the class, and uh, uh, Simone, the beautiful redhead who loved poetry. Yeah. Oh yes, and then um, you had uh, then you had um, what's his name who created uh, iCarly. He's not great. Uh, Dan, <laughs> so much. Dan, what's his name? I can't remember. Really? Yeah. Um, Liberty High School for my so-called life. That was one that we had on the list. Um, Frozen Stars Embryos. Hollow High. Yes. Stars Hollow High from Gilmore Girls. Not not the, the Academy, the actual Not children. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, Riverdale, but not like not like Riverdale High from Riverdale. Riverdale High from like Archie cartoons. Because that would have been a more preferred version. Because again, a lot of people die in Riverdale. Apparently. <laughs> also... Miss Grundy, bit different. Um, I wanted the, uh, the the high school from that '70s show, uh, and also uh, the TV series Sex Education from England. Couldn't remember the name of the academy and did not Google it, uh, but they seem to be a pretty uh, generally sex positive bunch <laughs> that appealed to my inner high school student. <laughs> so that was a. Uh, that was my my last. Do you have any hiding on your bench there? That uh... Uh, give me a sec here. All right. So um, you mentioned Neptune and West Beverly. I also had Springfield Elementary. Crazy things happen at that oh, school. Yeah. Um, and the one that was the toughest cut for me, um, and I was back and forth on this one and, uh, and, and the school from the wire. And I ultimately chose the one from the wire 
because it was, you know, this this very raw depiction of uh, schools on on TV. So it's you know, hey, they're not all Bayside, baby. Um, but uh, I really agonized over that between that one and Dylan High from Friday Night Lights. I, mean, <laughs> I had assumed that was going to be on your list. I mean, Coach and Mrs. Coach alone uh, sell that school for me, and. Um, so uh because Mrs. Coach would go on to be like a guidance counselor there. And that's of course um, you know, um Connie Britton. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, Mrs. Look at me Coach. pulling out a name. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, exactly. I was taking me a minute. Um I'm like a broken anyway. clock. <laughs> so yeah, Dylan High was a was a tough cut because it's a great TV school. And um and uh, and so was it was a tough a tough one to cut, but uh, there you go. That's the bench. Nice, boom. Um, that's good stuff. The I had another one that I thought of and then lost it again. So that's not a good sign. The mind, she ain't what she used to be. It happens, sir. Mm. It happens. No, I'm I'm blanking. What did you say before? Uh, Springfield Elementary. Nope, I got nothing. Then Dylan High. Anyway, those are ours. Clearly, there's another winner out there. Mrs. Coach. Exactly. Exactly. So, hey, you know, what is everybody else's? Exactly. They should tell us. Yes. We're going to ask about that. I would love to hear more. We are going to ask about that. But first, I want to hear about your pop of the week, sir. My pop of the week. I don't think I've mentioned this one yet. Please stop me if I have. Um... Did we talk about Kid Detective? No. Going to take that as a good sign. That's I awesome. think you would dig this, my friend. It's called uh, Kid Detective. Yeah. He said turning the sheet back over to the part where he wrote stuff down. Uh, it's 2020, uh, 14A, hour 40 minutes. I, I got found it on Crave, so uh, it's out there. Um, yeah. uh, it's Adam Brody. Um, Adam Brody playing... Uh, a former uh, child detective who um, he, after uh, yeah sorry basically after, after, an Encyclopedia Brown type yes it's imagine if Encyclopedia Brown um, had a case where uh, um, Sally who was his friend and sidekick on the show was abducted yeah and he wasn't able to solve it and what that does to him as an adult so now he's he's in his 30s uh he's drunk he solves nothing cases for people to try to pay some bills but he's not who he was and he's never recovered from being able to solve that case and then a new mystery lands in his lap of a uh, similarly aged high school student who's um, uh, somebody believes they've been murdered. It was, it was great. Yeah. Really, really good. I saw it a couple, uh, a couple of years back. Yeah. You did see it. Okay, yeah. Good. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was on the, um, I believe the director was on uh, one of Kevin Smith's podcasts. And, oh, uh, and I think he later, uh, and I think he later 
had Adam Brody on as well. And, um, and they talked about this and, um, so yeah, it would have been just before it came out. And, uh, and I remember them talking about it and, um, and so it was one I kind of kept on the radar because like, I definitely want to see this and, uh, it, it totally delivered. It's, it's a, it's a oh, great flick and uh, real sleeper hit, real surprise. I had seen it go by at some point in some capacity and not really understood what it was and thought, Oh, it could be interesting, you know, maybe someday. And then, uh, happened to find it again, yeah. luckily. And so great. I love mm-hmm. it when you can find these things that you didn't know you needed to see. <laughs> Absolutely. So. And written and directed by Evan Morgan. And, uh, he, uh-huh. he won, or he was nominated for, they, uh, the Canadian Screen Awards. Um, it, he was nominated for Best Original Screenplay, and um, huh. say we we have our our own homegrown reach arounds. Um, so there you go. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. That's it's a, it's a really good movie, and uh, I think um, like Brody is just amazing in it. And uh, yeah, um, uh, almost Sarah Sutherland. I, plays uh his his uh receptionist she was the the daughter from veep that's right yes time to figure out where i knew her from yeah so. yeah that's that's always the thing too right and of course wendy Crewson, who recently um played the uh the the mother of sophia bush's character in good sam bringing us once again back to the hill <laughs> should have seen that coming Everything comes back to the hill, sir. Um, all right. Well, I guess I should do a pop of the week too. Uh, great, mine's a great movie. Highly recommend. Absolutely. Absolutely. What do you got? And it makes me think of the podcast where I learned about it. And, uh, and that leads me to my uh, pop of the week, which is also a podcast. It is called Naked Lunch. Ooh. And it features uh, Phil Rosenthal. Um, who is the was the creator of Everybody Loves Raymond, and um, has done all kinds of other stuff, uh, and uh, more recently has been involved in a lot of food shows. And uh, this one is no different. He and his friend David Wild. David Wild's a writer for Rolling Stone, has been for many years, and in fact, he's the guy who basically replaced Bruce Valanche as the guy who who uh, writes jokes for uh, Celebrity Reach Around Theater. Um, so you may know, you may have heard his work, Scott. Um, it's possible. Anyway, so what they do is they invite someone over for lunch, and uh, there is literally food, and they uh, they shout out the place that supplied the food, and uh, they have lunch with someone and uh, and have a conversation with them. And they learned because they used to have these things, and one time they had Carl Reiner over, and oh uh, and they and they were like, "Man, I wish we'd recorded that. It was genius." And so that's what that was the genesis of the show. Um, and so they, the first episode, they had Brad Paisley who, uh, um, David Wilde actually wrote, uh, actually co-wrote, uh, Brad's, uh, autobiography. And so that there was kind of a connection there. And, uh, so they had him write the theme song for the, for the show. So there you go, sir. There's a theme song. Wow. Yeah. Um, lucky. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, um, and, and I hadn't heard of the show. It's been, it's been on for like, you know, they've been putting out episodes for about six months now. And, um, 
the reason I heard about it is because I follow Larry Wilmore on Twitter. And at one point, uh, he just mentioned uh, that he had just a fun time talking to about to them on a recent episode. Um, and uh, and I was like, well, I got to I love me some Larry. I love me some Phil. I love me some David Wilde. I got I got to check mm-hmm. this out. And yeah, it's fantastic. And of course, they also had um, an early episode with uh, Ray Romano and Brad Garrett together. This is what I mentioned to you yesterday when, or the other day when I was saying about I heard this great um, uh, Brad Garrett uh, uh, thing. And what they were talking, and at one point, he brings up the fact, you know, because they, they're basically like, hey, you know, we owe everything to Phil. Um, so Garrett talks about how, when they were first, um, cause he was a really kind of off the wall choice, uh, for the brother. And, um, and so they're trying to figure out how they're going to put it. And he was very much sort of playing it as himself, right. Sort of very acerbic, that kind of thing. And, um, and, uh, and Phil says to him, yeah, you need to just dial that down because Robert should be more of a sad sack, and um, and you know more of a I don't know. Um, and uh, and Garrett says Eeyore. He's like yes, <laughs> yes, that's it. He's Eeyore, and uh, and 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 Garrett goes, I'm Eeyore, and and he's like yes, you are Eeyore. He goes no. I am Eeyore. I do the voice of Eeyore in the cartoons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah, it's great. So, and uh, there's another one that I have on deck right now, which is uh, Jay Roach, uh, who of course directed uh, all of the Austin Powers movies and that kind of stuff. And his wife, Susanna Hoffs of the Bengals. And uh, so there's a bunch of episodes uh, of this, so I, I'm not going to run out anytime soon. And um, and it's a great show. It's really, really fun because it's really just just cool conversations with people and uh, and they get into a lot of stuff. And uh, and uh, but it's just it's just enjoyable. And uh, so that is uh, 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 Naked Lunch uh, featuring uh, David Wilde and Phil Rosenthal. They have lunch and great conversations with people. Perfect. There we go. I love it when it's just that easy and model, right? I mean, here we are bending over backwards, trying to come up with ideas and how yeah. to make shows interesting. And these guys are just like, let's have lunch with famous friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you get sometimes uh, where like, you can hear someone chewing in the background. like, And uh, it's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> and, uh, <yeah>. Authentic. <laughs> totally. It you don't is. even have to pay for that kind of theater of the mind. It is for real. So there we go. So folks, you might want to tell us what you're uh, having for lunch, or you might want to tell us your five favorite uh, TV high schools or TV schools, period. Um, And you can do that. You can uh, send that to us at poppacrap at gmail.com. You can also post it to our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.com slash poppincrap. That's P-O-P-N-C-R-A-P, which is also our Twitter handle, poppincrap. In addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, poppincrap.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. Scott? As ever, Miss Jacobs, we love you. Everything else is just popping crap. <laughs>